We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following. The following is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. A journey into comics. A journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? Fourteen million six hundred five. How many did we win? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 259. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, a very special guest, back for the first time in over a year. Welcome back to Journey into Comics, Brando. What's up, dude? This is uh, interesting. It's been a minute. Well, it has been a minute, but we haven't not been podcasting together. Yeah, you're right. We got that OGs. Yeah. OGs. Yeah. Has that been plugged on this show before? I'm not sure. Probably. Yes, okay. I think so. But okay. I can't remember. I also need to remember that I have this set for Quiet Ass Veronica. <laughs> Quiet Ass Veronica. So, yeah. Well, I'm also not, like, speaking at my normal tone right now. Totally. You've been uh, you've been concerted. I have been. So your voice is a little uh, malnourished. Yeah. A little bit. I, I don't think... I, I don't sound that different to me, but maybe. You just voice. sound a little fatigued. It, like you're like you've screamed a couple hundred songs, give or take, give or take, yeah. give or take. No, no, like no, dude. It was it was a great show. We're gonna be getting into that in a very special second half of this episode where we're gonna take it to the OGs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So like, back it up. Yeah. So for the for for this show, what we always did is that we just riffed on. It's more opinionated. There's new stuff. There's nerd stuff. We give our opinions. End of show, really. Um, totally. We, sometimes we wouldn't even have opinions. We would just <laughs> we would just giggle and yawn. These are the facts. Ah, oh. attack of the yawns. So, what we've done with the OGs, what I wanted to do, and what I presented to you was to do something different and just tell stories. Sit back, chill, tell stories because it, it, to it, to me it always it, it just seems like that is less of a burden. On like having to look up what's going on in the news. What's this? What's this? And, and well, then that makes that show completely different from anything else that we're doing. Across the board, it's a totally different show. We are a, a little bit more unfiltered. We pull the curtain back. We've talked about some stuff that mm-hmm. maybe would not have ever hit Journey into Comics Land. Mm, yeah, I think you could say that. But like the the really nice thing too about it is though is and this is especially after we just did this most recent episode together. It allows you to tap into your memories that you maybe don't necessarily tap into, and then once it starts rolling, you're like, "Oh fuck, I remember this now, and I totally remember that now." It's like it's it's crazy how it all comes together. Right. 
Well, you know, I left this show shortly, like a little over a year ago, and it was a little unceremoniously. It just happened. It was like the snap. It, it kind of was. And if you if you guys want to hear more in depth on that, go check out podcast review ninety six. Hitting the reset because, because we don't have to. We don't have to just rehash again. But I do want to like thank every single one of you guys who's ever listened to this show, who followed me over, who listened to my other show, uh, Game Addicts, who listened to OGs, whatever. Thank you, and thank you for sticking with Nate, because that because that couldn't have been hard, uh, you know, I mean, or couldn't have been easy. It, it I mean, because you're just like, oh, I got to do this show by myself now, and let, and let's just keep rolling. But like, but you did, and and now it's like, it, I, if I was gonna leave. I wanted it to be to morph and become something completely different. I think it did. It forced me into a different situation, and you know, we talked about that on hitting the reset button. I will say that people love how good we are at uh, reminiscing about the things we've already talked about. But uh, it was interesting for me to do the show for. I mean, I'm all, I did it like a, for a year and change with mm-hmm. no real co-host at all. I mean, I had people come on from time to time and do things as we would, but. It was kind of like going back to the old days, and what would the show have been like had you not actually came on full time? Like, what mm-hmm. would I have done? Could I keep it going? Right. Well, you know, and as we sort of detailed on that episode of Podcast Free '96, that you know, sometimes we individuals have to make decisions for ourselves that is the best for ourselves. Maybe not the best for everybody. Maybe it is the most challenging for everybody. Maybe it hurts feelings, and maybe you know, that's what it's got to be. Unfortunately. It's not that you're doing that intentionally or doing that maliciously. It's what you've got to do for yourself. And sometimes what you got to do is take yourself out of a situation that could be potentially um, confrontational. Totally. You know? Yeah. Uh, but that was then. This is now. And we're here on JIC, what, 259? Yeah. 259. That's crazy. Go. Yeah. Last one you were on was 189. So you can math yeah. that as seventy Infinity episodes. War. I was yeah. on Infinity War, yeah. Yeah, which I, I, I which, was which, still... which 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 you and I weren't even on together. No, isn't that crazy? My God, that was the most longest fucking night of podcasting in my entire life. Even that uh, trumps anything that we ever did. I have never felt more exhausted in my life from podcasting. Oh yeah, dude, break it down because I actually don't know the ins and outs of how that all happened. I just know that we all wanted to talk about Infinity War. We had kind of all seen the movie. I had the crazy idea of like, what if we segment it kind of like the movie and jump around, mm-hmm. do a non-spoiler section, spoiler section. But what was the behind the scenes of you recording your review of the Infinity War? Well, I did that with Tyler, mm-hmm. and we recorded three podcasts that night. Okay. And do you remember how long our segment of Infinity War went? It was like almost two hours, yeah. It was two hours. The, <laughs> the spoiler-free section was 40 minutes. <laughs> We hit that, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we are in trouble. <laughs> and here's the thing. I love Tyler to death. He's a, he's my bud. He's my heterosexual life partner. Word. Okay? But me and him are like, we're like two stems from the same flower or same plant. We both can talk on something if we're passionate about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because we wrapped that up, and we had to do. I think we did. Um, we we might have done Game Addicts next, because I, th- I think we that was the second episode of Podcast Minutes that we had done for the Patreon. Yeah, and that is probably the worst episode of that show that we did because we were sitting there. 
just it, it was like midnight and, and like we had just I think we started at seven and because Chris we 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 did Infinity War hey take a little bit of a break breather go get a drink of water something give us sit back down and then we just kept going with Game Addicts and it, for Game Addicts I'm like I gotta wrap this up I cannot like let us keep going unfiltered because we're not gonna stop <laughs> we gotta stop it because <laughs> we got other stuff to talk about. It was difficult because then the real challenge of that was to try and make all three of them distinctly different. And and by the time I got to Podcast Menace, I'm like, I, I don't care right now. I want to sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I wanted to sleep. But we did it. We got through it. I remember I'm like, dude, you need to be so careful going home. Because you were falling asleep right here talking <laughs> about Star Wars. <laughs> Which is his most passionate thing. I know. It's like if you're falling asleep talking about Star Wars, we, we probably shouldn't have done that. We probably should have backed it up a little bit and let people know Tyler's on vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I'm here. Tyler's on vacation in Kentucky. So we asked Brandon to come hang out with us for the night, which is awesome. It's great to have you back on this show. It is great to be back. And, you know, it kind of worked out because uh, you and I uh, started OGs to help out, to fill out some space um, with uh, Chris, is his name? Yeah, Yeah, Chris. Sorry. You're frazzled. Concert. Been up since 3 o'clock this morning at your time. You get a pass. So (laughs) just like wide-eyed, I'm like, I'm like, we're taking somebody's spot. I don't remember who. It, Chris, you got yeah. it. You figured it out. Okay. Yeah, you did yeah. well. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, he he had a really bad incident with a flood. So you know, I said, hey, you know, I really had fun on that podcast free episode. We should do something, and that's why we're doing OGs. But but I've guaranteed only eight episodes this year. Cause spoiler alert, uh, I got another kid coming. Oh my! That's what I said. Oh my! I said, oh my. <laughs> In fact, okay, so when I found out about Wyatt, I was excited. When I found out about Owen, I was not. <laughs> I was not. You know, I mean, it, that sounds bad. No, I understand. It, but I was, it was like the 100% opposite thing that we were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never had to worry about it due to certain health reasons, right? Yeah. Okay. Never. I never had to do the responsible thing. Okay. Pull out game is not strong. No, I never had to. <laughs> I'm being completely honest. Fair, fair, fair. Didn't have to worry about it. Apparently, I didn't practice hard enough because it did not work. I got another kid coming. He is coming in October. Uh, we started doing OGs back in July, and pretty much, uh, I uh, until we are set and comfortable. Because right after Owen is the holidays. We have Thanksgiving, or Christmas, and New Year's, all that kind of stuff. So I don't really want to push anything around that time. I might have some time off to be able to do something, but you might get some special shit out of us. Right, exactly. But I, I don't know what that looks like until we get closer to it. So I don't want to say, you were going to be doing this every other week from now on until the end of time. I, I'm not going to say that. What I will say is that uh, when we get to that point after the holidays, we're definitely going to, all right, what is the new norm for what's going on uh, within our family and try to figure that out. And because it's, that's the thing. It's it's not about not being able to do stuff. It's trying to figure out when you can do it around. And how the dynamic is going to change. Exactly. Because why it's going to need a certain new level of attention mm-hmm. because there's another thing to take exactly. away and occupy. And, and that's not, you know, whereas 
you know, before it's like I can easily be like, I'm going to go do something for a while. You watch them, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, fine. And then I'll like I'll you know, subvert and I'll like do the opposite. I'll watch them. But now it's completely now it's not fair for two kids. Maybe for a while, but you know she's gonna she's gonna have to watch those kids every day while I'm at work. Yeah, she's so gonna get a she's stir gonna crazy. Yeah, right. Get the fuck she's away already, from those kids. She's already stir crazy, and 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 number two's not even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> so no, dude. Uh, it it's been a crazy year. Uh, a, a lot of good things happening, and uh, I I. I'm along for the ride at this point. <laughs> I feel you, man. It's it's late. I'm really grateful that you're doing JIC with me. I want to mention again how interesting it is, and I don't think I've ever really like broke it down. But to me, it's so strange that Infinity War was the movie that like you left on, mm-hmm. okay? And if there's like the snap, and people unceremoniously go away, mm-hmm. and 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 then Endgame happened, and not too much longer after that, it's like. The blip happened, and you came back, and everything is normal. And it's like, this is great. It's a different dynamic, obviously. It doesn't quite feel like five years has passed, but no, a year did pass. I a mean, year, Yeah, no, a, a year did pass. And you know, spoiler alert, I actually didn't go anywhere, really. I just wasn't here. Correct. You know, uh, Game Addicts did continue, and it continued on. And we hit 100, and we're on 134. Five, I think. Fucking A. I think that's the next one. Uh, because we had some issues on 134, we're getting primed. That is a, a theme throughout the different podcasts that we are associated with right now. Man, Dick got primed today. You're getting primed. Luckily, Tyler didn't get primed. He just got completely cut off from recording. It can happen <laughs> altogether. You know, and, okay, so here's the thing. Um, when you guys record, I just assume, right? You do sure, this, totally. You do the same thing where it's like uh, he's is using the same mic for both the call and the recording. I'm not sure or, because the interface is in control. Right. The okay. task cam well, is in control. I didn't realize that when we recorded our last episode that the mic was getting picked up by both programs. Normally, I can't do that on how I do stuff. It's like um, I, I got to have like that shitty webcam mic just for you to be able to hear me. And then I have more quality, higher quality. Um, which works. It's fine. It, right. Totally. You know, y- uh, the audience doesn't hear that shitty audio. You do. Yep. So, <laughs> so it is what it is. And well, and then, and then vice versa when we, you know, I get the same kind of audio, but, uh, it, when I'm looking at this from a, from the, uh, viewpoint of getting primed, he may not. You may not notice that he's been primed, and he may not know he's been primed until after it's done. I wonder if so, there's a way to pitch shift him into normal you can, voice. You can. There might be some issues because I have fixed it in post once. The other times that it has done it, it not only pitch shifts you, it like clicks in the audio, and you lose segments of sentences, oh, and it's no. terrible. Um. When I uh, when we recorded uh, our Thanksgiving episode last year, we recorded it uh, the first hour of our uh, um, extra life um, stream, the for raising money for kids. Uh, more more specifically, uh, uh, like Raleigh Hospital, I, I think yeah. I think is what we were associated with. Well, the first hour podcast that that was the first time that ever happened to us. So okay, we'll just record the day before Thanksgiving. You know, um, 
uh, I think that was like for I, for some reason I try to remember what I named it, but it doesn't matter because I didn't use it because it, the same thing happened again. So I had to wake up early in the morning on Thanksgiving morning before we left for my family to sit in a room much like this and uh, do a forty minute podcast. And ten minutes in, it did it. And this was through Audacity, like the other two had been through Streamlabs. So it's so it's different. So when I listened to it on Audacity, it wasn't clicking. And I'm like, all right, let's go pitch shift. Messed with it. Got it sounding good. Listen to the spot. Like, li- listen to me before. Listen to me after. Listen to it run, you know, segment to segment. Okay. Well, this shitty episode's going up. <laughs> but I've never been able to fix, a, uh, to fix it again because it always has that clipping audio. And I don't know if... If uh, Blaine's has that or not, Tyler luckily hasn't had any of those kind of dramas. He's recording through Audacity though, which mm-hmm. is nice. So I think that's. By the way, that was really funny. He was telling me he's like, "Dude, I can't figure it out. Audacity won't see the task cam. It just won't happen. I don't know." And I went over to help him with his nerd room a couple Saturdays ago. I walked up to the computer and he goes, "Oh fuck! Look, it just showed up." <laughs> I just had to like scare the computer apparently, and it <laughs> just decided to show the task cam for the first time ever. So interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But uh, in the time that you've been away, there have been several Marvel movies. We usually nerd out on Marvel movies. Sure. What all have you seen? Have you seen them all? Or are you? Yeah. Are you? You're totally caught up. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, like I'm current. Okay. So I'm not current on everything. Okay. I think as far as superhero movies go, the only one I haven't seen is Shazam. Ooh, it's uh, we briefly touched on that yesterday in text. It's really good. You like it? I I loved it. I was actually shocked. I was like, wow, you did it right, DC. Like you impressed me. Did you hear uh, all the impressions that the Joker movie's getting? Ups and downs, man. I the uh, everything that I'm hearing from people who saw it at the festival mm-hmm. said it. It's don't go into this thinking like it's. The Joker from the Batman. That this is a Joker movie for that. This is not that. This is more of a film. Correct. They're trying to get the Oscar bait. Getting like Oscar bait, or uh, they're uh, they're trying to get real artsy with it, which is fine. It, you know, it's cool. Uh, for the moment I saw the trailer, I'm like, this is gonna be different. And here's the thing. That's one thing that also, you know, uh, all these movies, dude. We live in a crazy time where we're getting all of them. We're getting movies on characters we probably never should have gotten. We, as you said, we just, we, we just got a good Shazam movie. Yeah. The end. How does that make any sense? Why does that make sense? Why? It, imagine a world when we were kids where we ever thought, why, why, why would we want to watch that movie? No one would have said, let's go see Shazam in theaters. Right. It just doesn't sell. They would have thought that that was like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Kazam, my friend. Kazam. <laughs> But I mean, like, think about it, okay? We have been spoiled. And, and and I was thinking about this just the other day. I was thinking about how spoiled we are because we're because th- we have had really terrible superhero movies. Oh yeah. And then we're comparing movies like together because some movies are really great and some of them aren't. Okay. I haven't seen any movie in the last year that I thought has been terrible. Cuz when I think terrible, I think Captain America, eighty nine. Oh yeah. I think old Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Hell yeah. You know, 
What about 2003 Electra or 2004 Electra? Electra? Oh my gosh. That was terrible. Catwoman? Cat, I was just getting ready to say Halle yeah. Berry's Catwoman. Okay, you know, so like, so can we agree that that's bad? That's properly bad. Okay. What about X-Men Origins Wolverine? No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, it's no. terrible. It's fucking it, it, awful. It's, uh, it's like, you think it's going to be good for like five minutes and then you're like, wait, 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 s- s- no, stop. What are you doing? And by the time the movie's over, you're begging them to give it back. No, <laughs> give me that time and back. You just keep watching it thinking... <clears throat> Well, no, they got part of it right in the beginning. They're going to get the rest of it right. And then you're just like, They did not. No. But, okay. Because apparently people hated Dark... Oh, I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I haven't seen it yet either. Okay, people hated it, apparently. I think a lot of people boycotted it just because it's not a Disney movie now. Well, okay, so Disney lost money this, this quarter, and they blamed it on that movie. Because they put a lot of money into marketing it, it still didn't do well at the box office. Well, they fired the marketing team. That is also true. That is also very true. To me, it sounds like a fucking cop out. Mm, yeah, I mean, but you got to think it's weird for them to lose money in a quarter that had Spider-Man and also Avengers and also Captain Marvel. Yeah, you're right. But so okay, so you had Endgame, and that and and Endgame made in bank. Did I say Infinity War? Mm, no, I, no oh. I I think you just said Avengers. Oh, I gotcha. But, like just. Segment Endgame and how much money that movie made, and you lost the money. Highest grossing movie of all time. Okay, what else are you doing? Like, but but it's all X Men's fault. Like X Men's going to be your saving grace. I don't think it was going to be their. Saving. Okay, because here's the thing. I mean, <laughs> I I, like I gave this. up. I gave up on X Men like years ago after X Men Three, and well, then I watched. I didn't go see uh, X Men Origins, but I watched it when it came out, and I'm like. I did not make a mistake by not seeing this in theaters. This is terrible. I don't want to see any more. And I gave up. And then I went and saw Days of Future Past, and I did, ate my I ate my crow, and I went back and watched First Class. First Class and and I love Days those of two Fe- movies. Those, Absolutely, those, those, those two movies are awesome. But I just like what else did they do wrong? Because it doesn't make any sense to me why they would have lost money. Is it because you're putting so much? Well, number one. Uh, was the Fox deal that they bought and the money that they spent was on, on the previous quarter? Did like how are they like? Oh, that's a how good are they question. writing this down? It's like money spent, money brought <clears throat> in. It's like X Men, that stupid ass movie. <laughs> that's actually interesting. To... I don't know where they would file that. Like because then you have the, they the, all the different movies because we were talking about how you had what Toy Story. And Lion King, and Aladdin, and Dumbo, and all these movies, like Captain Marvel, Dumbo, uh, Endgame, Aladdin, Toy Story, Lion King, Spider Man, Spider Man, five percent of it, and then <laughs> damn, we'll have to get into that too. Uh, but uh, but I mean, like you have all that, and they lost money. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you need to see the numbers to actually figure out how it breaks well, down. How much did they spend on those on on those, on, on those versus what they made? Because people hated Lion King for some reason. I think it was because it was too literal of an interpretation to the original movie, and, and that could be. Gonna, you're not going to ever recapture that, even though I think John Favreau was the guy to recapture some of that magic. And I think I know Tyler. His big complaint was. They fucking sold the thing on how much Beyonce is a part of the movie, and she's only in it for fucking ten minutes. It's yeah, fucking it stupid, yeah. you know. And it's like, well, that's marketing, man. Yeah. And uh, you know, Endgame. The question is like, does the money that they made affect that quarter or the following quarter? 
And then does it does the money that they spent on those actors does that come out when the movie is done or do, do they get paid before the movie's over? Like how does that all fit? That those are all good questions to. Well, you've got to think that. <clears throat> I mean, you have so many people in that freaking movie that not only are they getting paid, but probably a lot of them. Even if you just want to say the six, let, let, let's just say the six. Probably more, but just the six, maybe even. Uh, um, Josh Brolin probably get a percentage of the money after they've made the money. Because a lot of times when actors get paid, yeah, sure, they get paid uh, $17 million, right? Yeah. Go do this movie. But then they're like, all right, you get that right now, but then you're going to get like 3%. Perpetuity for the merchandise or whatever for it is. For merchandise, for likeness, for... You know, so then that's the gift that keeps on giving then because then it's like the three percent. I'm making up numbers. I I have no idea. Totally. Three percent of was it like what was it at the end? Like it was of, like of just a theater run. It was two point eight billion on its way to three billion. Okay. Three three percent of that. Okay. Let's see. One percent of that is a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So. That that math is not right. Million dollars. It's a million dollars. Wrong okay. math. Okay, so then you get that, but then the movie has to come out on Blu-ray and digital <clears throat> special editions, special and, and box okay. set re-releases. And I guarantee you, it's probably higher than three percent. Oh yeah, definitely. Per and, and every actor is probably different on a grading scale based on their. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever their deal is with their agent. I guarantee Lona. you they probably have a certain set number of money that they get. And, and I would say probably like your bigger stars like Robert Downey and Chris Evans and those, they probably have a percentage of stuff that they get kicked back. I don't know. Maybe we're completely wrong. I would say that what they probably do is because these actors have multi-movie uh, deals, they probably sign them for an overall lump sum plus whatever percentage of each movie's box office slash all the things we probably. just discussed. Probably. You know, and that's a, and that's so that way they can spend a certain amount up front and then pay that rest of it later. Correct. It's a, it's a good way to keep in good with your actors. But uh, no. Okay, so we obviously kind of... Sort of both reviewed Infinity War at the mm -hmm. same time together in a weird, bizarre-ass kind yeah. of way. Did you like Ant-Man and the Wasp? I did. Man, I thought that movie was really fucking I, good. I thought it was great. And if you take it and compare it to the first one, it might just be a notch under the first one for me. Not that it's bad. Or less good. Or less good, no. But just a, like it's it again. Which is not a bad thing in any shape or form or anything. It's going to be impossible to recapture the magic, though, sure. of seeing well, Ant-Man for the first time. Uh, for the first time, but I think it did a good job of, of, of recapturing the magic that the first one did. It just, it, it wasn't bigger than the first one. Uh, uh. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily smaller than the first one, either. <laughs> Yeah, it was right about good. the same, and it, but and that's good because that's because that's consistent. But like you know, uh, going into it, I was like, oh, how is this going to be? And I, and I was satisfied. I was more pissed that I, that I didn't get to see it in theaters. That's a story. Okay, so okay. bring on the story. Why well, didn't you I get wanted to, see to go it? see it in theaters? Totally. And I was going to take the wife, and we were like, 
It was over my shutdown. It was like, are we going to be able to find somebody to watch the kid? This and that. No. And okay. No. All right. Well, we're going to try and find a time to go. And she goes, I really didn't. I really didn't really want to see it in theaters anyway. And this is after. And she said that after shutdown. And I'm like, I could have fucking went on my shutdown. I could have went by myself. Oh. And like, and I could have gone like an early morning where I'm like the only person in there, or, or like at least like one or two, and it would have been. You couldn't have said that like like two weeks ago. Couldn't you had to wait? Mm-hmm. Damn. But here I am making a big deal of it, you know, for no reason. Anyway, uh, the same kind of thing happened to me with Doctor Strange. Did it? I'm still pissed that I've never seen that in theaters. I would love to. It um, it'd be really neat um, to be able to get to go back and watch a lot of those in theaters. I don't need to see all of them. I would actively avoid seeing Iron Man two in theaters. Ever again? Yeah, I actively avoid watching Iron Man two in general. <laughs> it, I saw that in theaters and was like, I almost pulled a Tyler, and almost got up and walked out. Oh shit! Did like, he do that in Iron Man two? No, that's just a joke that he. Oh always, shit! He, I'm not sure if it's a joke, but he, there's all. If Tyler doesn't enjoy the movie, like I, every single time that he's not enjoyed of it, enjoyed a movie, he, I, I usually have heard him say, "I about walked out of the damn thing," <laughs> and I'm like. Well, why didn't you just walk out? Did I ever tell that story about somebody walking out of a theater? Tell me you know this story. Maybe. I mean, this is this is probably more served for OGs, but I digress. We're going to tell it here on JIC. That is pretty much the theme of OGs is just digressing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we do on that show. I love that. And what I love is that then there's no penalty for tangents because yeah. we just tangent away. It's like fleeting moments of mm-hmm. conversation. I love it. But uh, no, Talladega Nights, John Burt, and Goble. Okay. Okay. Watch the whole movie. It's great. Mm-hmm. Loving it. Fucking funny as shit. Laughing our ass off. Baby Jesus got me. Get to the end of the movie. Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell kiss. Will, Fer- Will Goble literally stands up and goes, fuck this stupid movie, and walk down to the theater, dude. Made a scene and everything. Because those two dudes kissed. It was the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. It's the only time I've ever seen somebody walk out of a movie, like, willingly. And it was over something so trivial. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, Yeah, that was just a weird tangent. Well, I mean, number one, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody how they should feel or how they should react. Totally. But it's like... Probably didn't need to overreact like that. And number two, the statement you're making, movie's over. <laughs> like, exactly. You've already said that the it, whole time. <laughs> it was like the last five minutes. It was so fucking dumb. I didn't understand it. There wasn't any more movie to see after that. No. No, it's like the end. They wrapped the story up. Ricky Bobby's happy. The end. Yeah, everybody lives happy, happily ever after. All right, so uh, after Ant-Man and Wasp, what's next? Cap Marvel. Okay, well, no, uh, there are there are other ones. Not Marvel, just Marvel. Oh, not Marvel. So Aquaman we, came okay. out. I liked Aquaman. <clears throat> I did not. I thought it was a lot of spectacle with not a lot of substance. That's what I felt about Captain Marvel. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, no. Uh, um, I thought Aquaman was... If I had to give him a number, it's like a 7.5 to an 8. It's not great by any means. Yeah, I, I I didn't think it was great at all. Uh, I thought Venom was passable. I was just gonna ask you about. It Venom. has some good moments. You, ironically, 
I feel like there's a lot of stuff that movie feels almost kind of like not as like it's copying this movie, but just like when I think about that movie and what kind of movie that movie is, the original Spawn movie back in the nineties. Okay, it's like like you're not, you're not gonna sit here and tell me that movie is a fantastic superhero movie. Mm-mm. It's not, but it's enjoyable enough if you like the character. I I I thought there's enough good in the Venom movie. That it subverts some of the bad that was in it. Okay, well I felt said. like it was a good start. Just it, it didn't. It, they didn't home run it, but they at least got on base. And and they sure as hell didn't strike out. No, I I, I didn't feel like that they struck out. There, I did have some problems with the movie because I felt like some of the stuff was like, well, that's just stupid. However, like I really liked um, um, Tom Hardy's passion. Yeah, for the character, I felt like he had a lot of fun with it, which is like that's a different take on it. As well, like trying to like, he is like I, I I like the way that he was freaking out about it most of the time, because it really like contradicted, um, the like the really violent nature of uh, like of the other, of the other side, and it was like he was playing this dichotomy together, and and I loved how he's always reacting to it. Yes, and it's like, you know, well, I think Tom Hardy did a great job as Venom for sure. Crazy, like crazy as that is, like when like. He, he's been that character for a while and he's used to it. It's going to be a different movie entirely. Like, because like where he's freaking out every single time and talking to him every single time, it's like, you know, him as, as, as Eddie is not used to that. And then everyone's like, who are you talking to? And then like, after he's had that symbiote for like a year or two years and you do a sequel or whatever, he's just going to be like, he's not going to be freaking out, waking out and doing crazy, stupid shit anymore. Unless you would think not. But, He's going to be like more in tune with it, and I, it could be I, even better. I agree, and I think that um, this is a good time to brief on the on the Sony stuff. Uh, what do you think about all this stuff that's happening in this non deal deal non deal drama? I'm not losing sleep over it. Okay. Um, I'm happy and content with what we've had. Would I like more? Sure, absolutely. But I'm also not sure where I stand in terms of storytelling going forward. I feel like the reset button's been hit for me, and and me deciding what I'm gonna go see in theaters is going to. I'm not gonna see them all. I'm not. Uh, number one, I'm gonna have two kids to try and get people to watch. Could I go by myself? Sure. But am I gonna go see Black Widow? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Am I gonna go see? Um, uh, what's the other one coming up? Shang Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I don't know. I I'm not sold on anything with that. Would I, would I go see Thor? Probably because I'm already invested in the character. Same with Black Panther. Okay, I'm already invested in them. All the other ones. It's back to square zero. Blade. Maybe, maybe sure. I don't know because I like the actor they got for him. Sure, he's a, he like he's a great actor, but I don't, I just don't know because and then when you start with, like with the whole thing with Spider Man and them saying that. They do have a third story started, and like the splits is basically gonna complicate things, but but it's not changing the story that they were gonna start telling anyway. It's like it's interesting. I don't know. The 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 whole thing is. I feel like talks broke down. Number one, first and foremost, Sony owns it. They they hold the chips. 
they, they own only, the chips. They only own the film rights, though. No, 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 no. And then that's what this is about. But then, the, the same token, you got to think that Disney can greenlight them or not greenlight them on this uh, Spider-Verse TV show they want to do. Sure. So, see, this is this give well, and pull. Well, again, in, okay. I, first of all, I don't think any of this is over. I do think that Sony holds the chips. Disney wants this. Sony wants this. Basically, what you have is a bunch of higher-up people who make way more money than us. Totally. Basically being greedy. I think that there's greed on both sides with this. I think with all the money that Disney lost, don't you think they would love to have a little bit more than 5% of Spider-Man? Sure. Uh, Do do, do I think some of their money problems are going to be fixed after they launch their service, their streaming service? Yes. Oh yeah, they're gonna make bank on that. Totally, they've they've home running every announcement. Well, it, yeah, that that is gonna like all, oh, but also the you also have, have to start watching yourself as Netflix is running the same problem. You're greenlighting so many shows and so many uh, so many IP. How much money are you spending on each individual one versus how much money you're gonna be bringing in to your app because they're you're already launching it with a deal. To be cheaper than Netflix, and you get more, which is great for the consumer. Totally, and they, and they even they're even running a deal. Which by the time you hear this, this deal's already done. If you buy two years, you get one free. But I, but I don't know if that's the bundle with everything. <clears throat> the way I read it, they had a deal going where you paid one hundred and forty one dollars for three years, and it broke down to like three dollars and forty seven cents yeah. a month, which was ultra cheap. It's like nothing, you know. And that's not just for Disney. It's for Disney Plus, Hulu, and for ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're getting all the National Geographic uh, programming and stuff. But, uh, you know, this deal with Sony and Disney is interesting because, at the same token, you got to look at it from intellectual property standpoint of who created Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Marvel. With you can't there's no there's zero argument there, so again you almost have a Fantastic Four situation all over again, is that if you had a world where Boba Fett was owned by fucking Paramount, and couldn't be allowed to play in the Star Wars fucking universe, it wouldn't make any sense. No one would be cool with that. So why is there and this is the thing that gets me. There's this like wave of people and I don't know if they're the the comic skate folks or whatever that are like oh it's great that Sony's getting Spider-Man back and I'm like what part of that is fucking great they did not get anything I mean they got parts of things right they have special spot in my heart and I talked about this last week on JIC they do have a very special spot in my heart for some of the things they did with Tobey Maguire's era some of the stories they told in Andrew Garfield's era but nothing comes close to how perfect Tom Holland's era has been so here's something interesting. Sure. Um, one of the best Spider-Man movies I've seen, period, is Into the Spider-Verse. Agreed. Directed by two people that Disney fired. Yeah. Uh, Phil, Lord. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. They were not good enough to direct a Star Wars movie. Apparently. Like, granted, I like Solo. I did, too. I actually kind of like it. I don't know what kind of movie that they were going to do. We're, because we're not going to get their cut of the movie. Ever. Ever. No, it, uh, there wasn't even enough of it to, to make a final cut. B- but I, I just think it's ironic. 
because here's the thing. You put the movie in the in the right hands and it can be done right. What they from their standpoint, I can see them saying, "We've learned a lot. We know how to make these stories. We can take what we've learned and bring it forward." We have the same people. We're going to get a lot of the same team involved that was there before. You guys are not going to feel like you're missing anything because it's going to be a Spider-Man Peter centric story, whatever. So no more crossover, no more of this, but we can start crossing over with more into the Spider-Man verse, like all these different characters. Okay. On on paper, that sounds cool. Awesome. What, but what did I say earlier? We as fans have been spoiled. It's true. We as like, as far as how good movies have been, Marvel made a lot of great movies. If you make a superhero movie, that's not on par with that. It, it, instantly look gets shit upon just like i said earlier are they as bad as those old old movies no, no way are they as bad as some of the old batman movies no Mm-mm. no not even close are they as bad as like the old fantastic four or even that really new one they made a little while ago i liked the 92 fantastic four but fan four stick four Fa- yeah yeah that shit yeah, was awful four stick josh no, Trank's no, garbage no, no nothing that i have seen in the more modern era even the more, even the DC movies, uh, you know, we reviewed BVS here and we're very kind to it compared to other people. I agree. And there were things about BVS that redeemed it. I think we covered that ad nauseum. I actually really like the extended cut. I still have not watched it. Honest it, to God, I need to. It just, I really it just want goes to. in a little more detail. The only, the only drawback of it is it is slow, brooding Snyder. Okay. But, but you're already in it, so you might, as well, might just, as well just be in it. Right. So as long as you know that's what you're getting, I think you'll be fine. Damn. Because I like it. It just takes a while <laughs> to really get moving. Uh, it goes into more in-depth uh, with why uh, Superman is doing what he, he actually goes and talks to people. They show some of that where he's Uh-oh. actually talking to citizens. Like It's been a while since I watched it. But like none, no movie, DC, Marvel, or anything like that, has has been that bad to me, because I'm I go into every movie with a blank slate, giving it a solid chance. Try because I'm trying not to let anything that has come prior be the bar influence. Yeah, because sorry, no no one two punch is going to be better than Infinity War and Endgame. It, they're going to be hard-pressed to beat that in their own movies going forward. Totally. I'm, like, nervous to see what they do. Right. It's it's like, it's, and that doesn't mean that I won't enjoy it. It just means that nothing is ever going to compare because we've already had it and we've already been, it's already been that good. And it's not necessarily fair to compare anything that DC has done because it's a completely different thing. Were they trying to go too fast? Sure, maybe. Does it mean that... It, that there's not good stuff in there? No. Does it mean that we can't sit down and try and objectively and say, what, what's what's good about this? What's bad about this? You know, uh, it's like going into Captain Marvel. Sure, please do. Okay. I enjoyed it more the second time. I think it deserves a second watch to mm-hmm. tell the story. I saw it, coincidentally enough, I saw it within a week of seeing it opening night in theaters. I saw it again because the three of us went and saw it on debut night. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But then my buddy Cody, who I had taken all the way through the MCU up into that point, all the way to Infinity War, which that was a fucking one of the coolest moments in my life, like payoff-wise, 
to like every week we were watching two Marvel movies a week mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And on the night that we were going to get to just Black Panther, he said, no, I'll stay late. We're watching Infinity War. I'm not going to just have one movie left to watch, you know. And the payoff, just watching him experience it after I already knew everything that was coming, everything that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Thor shows up in Wakanda and he just fucking bah, mouth agape and shit, you know. Huge payoff. And he was like, hey, man, I really want to see Captain Marvel. And I saw you guys already saw it. But would you go see it with me? And I was like, fuck, yeah, I will. Let's go. And the second watch, I told him, I was like, you need to go see this immediately. I don't care if you go by yourself. Watch it a second time because it does make it better. I thought Captain Marvel was their. Wait, that is just opinion, right? Sure. Thought it was Marvel's first stutter in a long time. Okay. I genuinely, I genuinely think, for what they have done for the two times that we've seen her, she's a pretty generally disinteresting character. There's nothing really about her that draws me in. I think it's just her overpoweredness is what draws people. I just in. think it's her personality. I'm not attracted to her personality one bit. Do you know what's interesting? I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually super glad that you mentioned that because when you think about, I don't know if you know this, but how Brie Larson did those movies, she was in Endgame before mm-hmm. she even knew right. how she was going to play the okay. character. Yeah, you know? right. So what I want what I want to say is is that like I really was not too thrilled. That's the only part of Endgame that I wasn't too thrilled about was her inclusion. Okay. I feel like that they shoehorned her in with how now this is both a positive and a negative. Sure. So it's the fact that they didn't have her in it to tell a story with the, that they had to tell with the other characters. Uh, That's perfect. However, with her, with them trying to like bleed in and do a movie and introduce her, she's going to be in this movie it's like you're expecting more out of that character. And then she's in it for a total of what? A half hour? Maybe not, not even, even like 15. So it's like, because they start you off and it's like, boom, right there. Okay. All right. Here we are. She's here. You know, we, we just get introduced to this character. We went and saw that movie. We know who she is. She found him with her and her CGI hair. She, you know, and now she's flying all the way back. You know, she, she's, she's Goku in this shit all the way back. And then it's like, then, then they do the whole opening segment. Cool. And now it's like, now we won't see her until the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yep, I'm not no. going to be you're going to see it be hearing a lot from me. No, no. N- literally because it, I I feel like that is the only part of the movie that isn't well done. I like the stuff with like with her showing up and causing destruction. That's par for the course. That's fine. It's cool. Totally. But just it just kind of falls flat with me. After seeing the movie, and I didn't see it twice before I saw Endgame. I saw it after I bought it, right? After I bought it and rewatched it, I liked it more because I knew how the story was unraveling. And, and fine. Seeing that movie in theaters, I was just like, this is the first mo- uh, Marvel movie in a long time. I could, probably couldn't, like, I really couldn't have waited because... Because it would time. It, well, like it wouldn't have really been out before, because <laughs> it's that little trick that they pulled, like with Black Panther, with uh, like this movie's not going to be on on like on like on digital or disc before the movie or the next one comes out. So you kind of have to go. Fuck, I guess so. I like, guess you sons right. of bitches. 
But I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll like we'll see what's going on. I was, uh, I felt okay. You know, we we and we talked about Venom. We talked about Aquaman, and maybe they're not the best movies ever. I felt like her movie was like right with them. I felt like there's stuff in that movie that makes that makes it feel like it's better than those. Sam Jackson. Totally. Sam Jackson, and he could be like literally acting with a piece of toast, and he would be great. Toast, motherfucker. Do you eat it? <laughs> do you eat it? <laughs> do you? you know. <laughs> what kind of language are they speaking? Toast. Burnt. It's burnt. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he could literally be in anything, and it would be good. Uh, I mean, there's aspects about the movie that are really good. Uh, I like how they use the scroll, and they're not, you know, what they seem. Well, I remember, like, way back in the day, you were like, Iron Man's a scroll! <laughs> Calling it right now! And I'm, uh, and it's like, well, no. I actually did kind of like the twist, but what I didn't like is how they were written before the twist. Yeah, brooding a little bit. Well, they were written... menacing. They were written to seem like the bad guy to make the twist seem more, oh, oh, they're the good guy. Whereas there's no... If it's when I said there's no subtlety, if it's there, if that is there, that's subtle as subtle as can be. They shouldn't take your hand and guide you to that. They should let you ponder what side are these guys playing, mm-hmm. and they kind of almost with how they present the scroll with the aggressiveness of their changing. It's almost like a generic bad guy. Yeah, that's how they came off until they switched it. Putty Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> like I like like the green Ivan ooze. Yeah, oh yeah, I love that. But I, I liked it, but then I didn't like it. It was like I don't know, there's just a lot about Captain Marvel that I felt like was under par for what they have been doing for a long time. And I felt like that was the I mean, yeah, they swung and they hit the ball. They did really good. You know what I think it was? Huh. This was their example of bunting. Bunting? <laughs> they just needed the bunt to load the bases so that when Endgame came out, they could maybe hit the you're grand right. slam, maybe, you know? Yeah, maybe you're right. But I, I mean, don't know why we're using baseball analogies for Marvel, but it works. I just, man. Went go, I, I'm watching it again because uh, I ordered it off of uh, fam, Family Video. FamilyVideo.com is a great way to get used movies, guys. If you was, if you guys want to get these movies, wait a couple months and uh, check out FamilyVideo.com in the use section because uh, I got Captain Marvel for 8 bucks. Score. Yeah. Just on time. Yeah. Train of our existence. The, but I, like, like, do, like, do they even hear it, though, through our mics? With your mic on, yes, they will. Oh, okay. Because that thing picks up everything. Okay. I think you would say a mouse fart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like or crickets. Yeah. I, I've been a little afraid because I've been moving like this, which I'm not talking right here. It's okay. Into it because I because I'm trying to make eye contact because just sitting here <laughs> like this is kind of weird. You could, you could move it. Well, I well I I've already moved it a little bit and I'm like, well, right here is good, and then I'm like, it's weird. I know. A this weird. is a new setup in the comic room. Yeah. <sighs> So obviously we haven't talked about Endgame. Curious, I mean, you love that movie. Yeah, you have to, right? I saw it three times at theaters. Yeah. Fuck it, a right, right. Yeah. Um, First time was by myself. Oh, on a, uh, on opening Friday. Yeah, Friday. Damn. I pre-ordered my ticket and got and got in there. I was sitting next to some dude. I had no idea who the hell he was. Uh, new theaters that that we have down there are awesome. Those reclining seats are awesome. That was my first experience with it. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, 
I'd be able to like kick your feet up on these things, and they're comfy. You didn't fall asleep, did you? No, I did not. Um, run a risk in a three-hour movie. I don't care how good it is. Well, I mean, no. It like the, I feel like the movie kept you engaged. You know, that was a short three hours. I agree. Uh, whereas, like, a detriment to BVS or Watchmen, as much as I love Watchmen, you know, it's a long three hours. No, it definitely feels three hours. Where like Endgame, it doesn't really feel th- like three hours because they do a lot of because they have a lot of different characters and they do a lot with those characters at different moments in it. And it's like, yeah, they can't get you, they can't give you everything, but they give you most of it. Totally, it was like the smorgasbord of Marvel. Did you hear about the Doctor Strange uh, gas snafu? Yeah, the Eye of Agamotto he's is got back. It. Yeah, he's like, hey, look what I got. Look what if I found it? <laughs> Did you bring this to me, Wong? I had it replaced, you know. That's uh, there you go. Also, there's another gaff in that. Have you seen the? Uh, you know about the Winter Soldier gaff? Mm. So when he comes through the portal, his hair is down, and then midway fight, he's got a man bun. <laughs> so he stopped and put his hair up during the fight with Thanos and company. So hold on, the guys, pause. Can I just do? But this then later quick? on, later on, when he's sitting there with Rocket again, it's, it's down. I think again. it might be down. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking up, Marvel. It's little stuff like that, though, that you're going to pick at because the overall body of work is so good. Like, yeah. if you didn't get feels watching End- Infinity or Endgame, not, well, I mean, Infinity War 2, but like Endgame especially, there are so many moments that just like gut punch, dude. Well, what uh, one thing that I really liked about it is that, and I said this about Infinity War, and I can't remember if I said it way back when, it's been forever. I uh, Like, the fight scenes that they had with Thanos was like Dragon Ball Z come to life. Yeah, like, like it's like the Dragon Ball Z movie that we never have have, have got right because and I'm specifically uh, talking about the fight scene with Thanos on Titan, and then the fight scene between like the three Iron Man, Cap, and Thor and Thanos on Earth. Uh, the Avengers, uh, just facility. the way it's laid out, just just the way that they lay it out, and the way that everything is going. It's like this is like a Dragon Ball Z fight, like legit. It's absolutely perfect. The okay, so also another thing that is really well done is all the little shit, all the little shit, all the stuff that is either said or implied. And if you know it and you've seen these movies and you've been following along, you're like, That, oh, that example, the one liner that Wasp says about we got it, Cap, calling back to when she made fun of Scott mm-hmm. for calling him Cap. Yep. And you're just like, and then they just kind of give like give each other a look, like and a smile, like she gets it, she's on board, or, or like, you know, the one that the, the the one that's been said on your left. God, that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, I will say, talking about moments in that movie that I just still to like get me, the moment when Scott sees Cassie for the first time after he's back, and that like reaction of he is processing that she's older but has missed so much time with her and like the the wave of emotions relief that he found her grief that he'd missed this time shock that he survived this thing that he doesn't really quite understand even well, well okay so because you and you're just assuming that he even knows what's happened yet because for him it's only been hours Correct. for him he was just like I've been floating here for a few hours I don't know what's going on <laughs> You know, and it's like, oh, actually, you're, you've been messing with my stuff. Did you, did you get, are you, are you giant Cassie right now? <laughs> what happened? 
Did you eat one of the 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 blue discs? <laughs> you know. Oh man! Well, it, it just like the the you you've got to think that like he uh, when it, like when he saw his name, and then uh, it's not like he asked, "Hey, what what's all this about?" He probably just took off. And ran. He does ask though. Uh, he asked the kid, but then he didn't get an answer. Right? Exactly. He goes, "What the hell happened here?" And then there's no response. The kid just goes away. So I assume Cassie filled him in on everything. You would have to believe yeah. that. And then he, uh, here's one thing that we don't get in the movie that I've I've, I've kind of pondered: How did he get from fucking San Francisco to motherfucking New York so fast? It's not as much traffic. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was brutal, but so totally true. Half as many cars on the road. Half as many cops, you can speed twice as fast. Oh damn, that's brutal. I just was wondering if he took a fucking plane. That's more what I was going to ask. Uh, well, he well, has the van, though, so that's... Yeah, you know. no, I assume, he, I assume he packed it up with some tacos and took off. Oh shit, well, we're dumb, dude. He could have just miniaturized the van and flew on a flight. He has the technology. Yeah. He's literally Ant-Man. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Like, his shit was broken at that time, remember? Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. It, like, short-circuited when he came back out. That's right. So, yeah, so he's like, that stuff doesn't work. <laughs> I can't trust it. So, no, no. He literally drove across the country with less traffic. That's amazing. Yeah, no. I just he want just, to see that footage. He's booging, you know, he'd be bopping along, eating some tacos. Ant-Man 3 on the road again? Ant-Man 3 on the road again. That's see, like, all these, like, timey-wimey <laughs> stuff with Black Widow movie being, like, after Civil War. Ant-Man 3 is going to be, like, this is, this is, okay, so this takes place after he comes back, but before the time heist. Before he gets there. It's, it's <clears throat> like, wait a minute, so, but how long does it take to get there? Eh, about three days. So the whole movie is over three days. A lot of stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. But wait, his stuff was broken. That's a part of the story. Just wait. Wait. So, like, does that mean he doesn't get small? Imagine that Ant movie, Ant Man movie. What a twist! <laughs> he doesn't even get small. He doesn't even one. get small. <laughs> That's the episode title. He doesn't even get small on this one. <laughs> That's good. Oh shit. Uh so Tony's death, that was hard. Yeah. It was a little telegraphed, a little. Um I I completely like expected it. Yeah. The moment the the moment that Doctor Strange says, if I tell you it won't happen, I'm like, he's dying. But that didn't take away from it. My my first inclination that Tony was done for was the conversation with Howard. Because there's the line of, my kid's not even here yet, and I would do anything to protect him. And I was like, but but Tony's kid is here, and he has to do anything to protect her. Mm-hmm. That's the moment he fucking realizes it, you know? And then, again, on the battlefield, like you said, the one. You know, when, when Strange just holds up the one, it's well, like... Well, it's actually before that when he says, hey, this is the one. Like, oh yeah, tell yeah. Tell me this is the one. He goes, "If I tell you that it won't happen," and then with that, that's when I'm like, "Okay, he, yeah, he gone." Yeah, because he can't go. Hey, Tony, you're gonna go kill yourself now. Yeah, well, because when when you look at it, Tony, if he told Tony, Tony would think about it too much. Yeah, 
Tony always does what it needs to be done in the moment based off of just his gut instinct. You know, it's like that's when he doesn't think about it and he just goes with it. That That's the curse of his character. He always overthinks everything. Absolutely. You give him time to think about it, he will think about it till the cows come home and then he won't do how he won't do it how it's supposed to be done to to to, to save it it normally works out but in this situation if he he wouldn't have he 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 would have he would have had time to think and he would have time to think about morgan and it would have scared him absolutely it would have terrified him but when it's like this is it and then tony has no time it's like it's now or nothing and he has to do it do you think it's a possible misstep and i know and i know by the way that um you know, there are uh, deleted scenes and stuff for Endgame. Do you think it was a misstep for the Endgame deleted scene where they have an older Morgan in the Soul Stone, a la how Gamora, sh- you know, shows up? What is going What am I hearing? You're hearing kitty cats. That's insane. It I'm sounds, used to it, though. It sounds so loud in the headphones. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? No, like but it's out there somewhere. Do you think it should have been a vision? If they're if they're thinking about putting that scene in the movie, then the reason they took it out was because audiences were confused. Wouldn't it have made more sense if he would have went to the Soul Stone for a second and seen Widow there? And she says, Tony, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, there was only one way to save everyone, and this is what I had to do. So then it's like a mirror of what happened with Thanos. Exactly. Uh, In a way, but you don't have to do it because, like, you already get the same emotional impact from this, like, from right afterwards. Because right afterwards you have Rhodey, you have Pete, and then you have fucking Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, that you can rest now line. Mm -hmm. Oh, it killed me. And then the second time you watch it, you hear her say that when he's figuring out the, um, the Mobius strip. In the time travel, and she yeah, goes, you rest. "Would you be able to rest, dude?" I, oh, see, I caught that the first time. I did not. And then when she said you can rest, I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> like, okay, you got me, Marvel. You you got me. Um, I will tell you that not for Endgame, but for oh, it would have had to have been oh. It was uh, Captain Marvel when they when they had the Stan intro with him and all the and all his cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking broke me, dude. And then the, okay, that that moment got me. But then there, there it, like after Stanley's death, it was very strange because he's somebody who obviously like my whole entire room here is like kind of a cathedral to his fucking creation, you know. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that moment was like like the the it was it was beautifully done and I was like oh fucking Marvel you got it, but then there are two other moments that just fucking wreck me, and it was uh into the Spider Verse his cameo in that giving young Miles the costume oh dude I just broke down and then when we when I was playing uh Spider Man on PS4. His cameo there, dude. Oh, my God. I was just, like, a fucking weeping mess. There was, like, what's wrong? And I was, like, well, I can't really talk about it right now. Like, Yeah, that 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 Spider-Man game is the best Spider-Man anything. I agree. That Hands I down. have. Like, I love these new movies. I love Into the Spider-Verse. That game is the best Spider-Man, like, thing I have seen in so long. They got so many things right epically right and didn't even use like a quarter of his rogues gallery no 
Like, no, there's so much storytelling left. Toe. What I love is that you can almost harken back to Arkham, where you know, with that Batman game, they were kind of Rocksteady was kind of given the freedom to pull and make their own little verse. Somniac was able to do the same thing, 100%. And Marvel even encouraged them, change this, do this, do that. You know, change Mary Jane, make her a journalist. You know, makes the story better. Do it. Yeah, serve the story first. You know, spoiler alert, kill Aunt May. Oh, that was brutal. And what I love is that Marvel got cold feet about that. Did you hear that? I didn't. They got, yeah. When, when they found out Insomniac was going to do it, they were like, I don't know if I'd do that. They had to talk Marvel into it. I think it's perfect. I do too. I think it was such a uh, linchpin in the story. I think it drives everything forward further. I love how they one of, some of one of the big things that they pulled was uh, inspiration from the movies with uh, Pete's relationship with Otto Octavius. Yes, love that absolutely. And, and how Otto figures out that he's Spider Man, but it doesn't let him necessarily know that all the while going crazy while he's trying to build his cyber tech to make and, his arms and work. And all those side things you do, all those little puzzles, you're building it for him. Yeah, you're you're making your fucking mega boss. I know. It's perfect. God, that game is awesome. And I love the switcheroo because that all all the stuff that they tell you is like negative man, negative man, negative man. For a minute. He's so minimal to the story. Ultimately, when you get into what the story is trying to do, like it, he t- he, he he's tells a major the- part of it. But by the time it does the switcheroo and reveals the mastermind, yeah, like then 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 he doesn't mean as much. But I, I love how they pulled in uh, Vulture and they pulled in uh, uh, Electro. Electro. There was Rhino. a little bit of shocker. Uh, you had Scorpion. With Scorpion, yeah. Right, Scorpion makes an appearance then, in that. And then Rhino. Yep. But so, like, basically you have, like, a new, like, Sinister Six type thing. And they play on that a little bit yeah. in the game with Mr. Sinister being involved I in it. I loved Jameson, basically yes. being Alex Jones. Absolutely, and they kind of play on that in the Spider-Verse, in the, in the, the Far From Home Far movie. Far From Home. Also, I, I, I'm also, like, cause, okay, so this whole Sony thing and Disney thing, it's like well, the one thing that I am worried about is that is like the, this whole thing is like you know it's it's rights it's IP it's film rights it's like look you keep that fight in the film you fight all you want at the end of the day you best not be taken away the Marvel from Sony uh, because Sony just bought Insomniac they bought Insomniac they own them now yeah like Insomniac has made like what Ratchet and Clank. You know, uh, and then uh, they did a Sunset Overdrive with Microsoft, but now Sony's like, Mm-mm, we own you now. Make us another Spider-Man game. Because that game has become the highest-selling Sony exclusive of all time. It's so good. And what I love about it is that it's not just that it's a very popular uh, intellectual property that you would make a game out of. It's a really fucking good one. It is like, when I'm when I talk about video games and I talk about Sony exclusive good... Uh, that is a term that they've earned. Uncharted, like you know, with 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 studios like Naughty Dog, with like Santa Monica Studios, Kojima. Well, Kojima now, yeah, but then also uh, with um, with Guerrilla Games. You know, you you've had so many great story based exclusives, and Spider Man. It was like, 
this game is that good that it is a Spider-Man game and is Sony's story good. And it had no right to be that good, honestly. No, not at all. There's not a universe where you say everything they intend on doing is going to work and they tell a good story. And all, and oh my <clears throat> God, like the like the city and the lore is so rich because there's so many Easter eggs. Tons. Endless Easter the eggs. The Murdoch business card. Yeah, everything, dude. That Murdoch business card killed me. It's like, like how he's like, hey, in case Spider-Man ever needs a lawyer, he's like, Wait a minute, he was blind. How does he know how Spider-Man? And you can find the Sanctum Sanct- uh, Sanctorum. You can find the Ghostbusters building. What? I actually didn't know about the Ghostbusters building. I knew about It doesn't every- have the logo, even though it's Sony, and they could have put it in there. Damn it. It would have been funny as hell, and I wish they would have. But if you can actually, it's it's one of the hidden ones. Uh, uh, one of the hidden, because uh, you have the locations, and then you have hidden ones. Yeah, that you get to take the secret pictures yeah. that you take. There's like 50 and, of them. And like one of the buildings, I think, is just the firehouse. And it's the same design of the firehouse. Well, shit, I'm going to have to go. I never 100% of that. I got like 96% and I stopped. There's so much cool shit in that game. Totally. I love just going to Avengers Tower, though, too. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Hang out, literally. Uh, uh, They released uh, the suits from Far From Home for free. Like right when that movie came out, it was awesome. I went and checked on them that same night. I was like, holy shit, they're already in the game. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I fire that up because Wyatt likes to run around and like, web sling around the living room and I remember he had like this bag like uh, like a doctor bag okay. or something and he was like smacking the couch with it like what are you doing he goes I'm beating up the bad guys <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man uh, did you see the video that I posted the other day Mass Effect yes oh my god oh my god okay so I've been playing that on our YouTube channel for Game Addicts Doing uh, an actual Game Addicts uh, playthrough. I need to go. Play Mass Effect. I should go. Or I should go, that's right. Well, he was running around the living room uh, singing, i got to go play Mass Effect. Okay, so what it was is that the backstory to that is that I I, I usually go back there for a couple of hours. And, well, uh, my gimmick is is my hat. I got gamer hats. I I got three hats now. I'm, I'm, I'm expanding the collection. I got my Fallout one. That's like... The norm. I've got my my NES controller one, and now I've got the RPD hat. Ooh. But, um, you know, so uh, I usually wear a hat for the podcast. It's just it's my gimmick, you know. I, it's, it's, it's like a gimmick that I stole from a, a guy by the name of Gamester81. Ooh. Yeah, he was this uh, gaming YouTuber. It, it, I swear, he's an awesome guy, but, it, but if you watch him, you'd probably be bored to death. My wife can't stand him. She said he sounds so not excited. He know he's really excited, but he just kind of has the same monotone voice, and it's like it, it, it's I just whatever. But he he always used to wear a hat, and I'm like, that's my gimmick now. I'm, I'm wearing a hat, and I'm I, the captain now. Yeah, uh, no, I am the captain now <laughs> because he actually quit wearing hats uh, oh. because, he, because he started shaving his head. But uh, uh, so when I this weekend or last weekend, I should say, I walked. I I I was done playing. And I walked out of the game room, and I still had my hat on. And I think I was maybe making me some lunch, so I took my hat off and like hung it up. And Wyatt comes running in. He goes, "He goes, Daddy, were you playing games?" I said, "Yeah, buddy, I was playing Mass Effect." And he saw the hat. He goes, "You need your hat to play Mass Effect?" 
not not exactly calling me out here <laughs> that's what Uh-oh. he's doing and so then the, so when he was running around singing he ran in and got his spider-man hat and goes i gotta play mass effect because <laughs> he's wearing that hat <laughs> like you little shit and then he's like running around singing i gotta play mass effect i gotta play mass effect i need my guitar he runs in there gets his guitar starts singing louder <laughs> and it. more annoying and then i uh, call him in i said wyatt wyatt Say I should go, and he stops, gets plain face, and goes, "I should go." <gasps> Play Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, those moments are amazing. Oh, um, so I just got my hair cut uh, last week, and uh, it, the wife helps me out. She does it with the clippers, and then I clean it up afterwards. And it's got to the point where it's like I don't want to pay someone else to cut my hair for me. Okay, fair enough. I'm over that stage in my life. It's like, I'm not going to pay you $20 to make my hair look halfway decent. At this point, I'm just going to Bruce Willis this shit. Be less of a dick, but I'm still just buzz it. And so so I got a haircut, and I went and cleaned up, you know, some of the stragglers. Because... She does a good job, but every once in a while she'll miss like a piece right over here, and I'll have like <laughs> the longest hair. <laughs> I have like like two or three of them. Like ah, you know, I have to, I have to pull them. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't really hurt that bad. Right, right there. In other spots, they would hurt worse. But <sighs> so I, I took a shower, I got out, and of course now I'm I look completely different. But he goes, he goes, Daddy, did Mama cut your hair? Well, yeah, you just. Watch her do it. Was your hair old? <laughs> yes, kid. My hair was old. There's just certain things that he asks, and the way that he asks it, it's almost just like, well, kid, you ain't wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, an interesting way to look at things. It's the perspective game, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Damn. No, man. Uh, Wyatt is a, just a bundle of entertainment. He uh, showed up on OG's last episode. That was badass. That was his most clear podcast he's ever done. It's really good. A lot of times when he's on, or uh, he just gets so excited that he does start speaking gibberish. He doesn't know what to say. He's like, he's gonna say it, but he didn't know what it, he did. He just he's he's not so sure ex- what it is. Blah! He just kind of says it, and then no, no, he actually was very coherent. I was very, I was very proud. It was awesome, man. Hell yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Far From Home. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I I liked it better than Homecoming. Same. They did Mysterio so good. Oh, yes, they did. Oh, man. And I love how tied in he was to the overall uh, background and plot. They they basically made Iron Man 4. Okay. I can see that. Like, because I, this was more about Peter growing up, yes. But it was also, it, it, this was like, Peter Parker dealing with Tony Stark problems. Yeah, it's like, hey, Tony, you left all these guys that you pissed off. Here they come back to fuck me now. Right. Because you're dead. <laughs> Great. Right. But, like, like the plot is so Tony Stark-centric that it really does kind of feel like an Iron Man movie. And it's, and it's not exactly, because it's still very much a Spider-Man movie. It, like, don't don't get me wrong when I say that, but what I mean is that, like, it, it he's so centric and so, like, integral to the plot. The Iron Man epilogue. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. 
I, I got to make a meme or find some way. It's like Peter sitting up on top of the building. Everywhere I go, I see his face. And then you, it's supposed to be Iron Man, but they have to blur it out or they have to take it away. <laughs> Censored. Censored. Where, you know, it's like everywhere I go, I see his face and look up and there's like Ultraman. <laughs> from like, do you remember Ultraman from Jeffrey Yes. Ultraman? Hell yeah. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> or it's Astro Boy. Astro Boy. <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, Mega Man 2 would be awesome. Oh, uh, no, I really loved Far From Home. Uh, all in all, it's a good wrapping point for this era of the MCU. Although I'm really excited for what comes next, I'm also a little bit nervous. That's, you know, echoing what I said before. I, I'm completely at a blank slate now. If I never saw another one ever, it's weird to say, but I think I'd be okay. It's almost like... Having that finality, you know? It's like Breaking Bad. You don't want to taint the waters because it was so fucking Even good. though they are making that... Uh, El Camino. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Because uh, uh, I think Blaine said something to me the other day. It's like... It's like it, it, it's cool. Who knows? Maybe it could lead to a, like, a continuation of the series. I'm like... It's one thing to risk it uh, for this. Trying to tell a cool little story after the fact. But it's like, man, you're going to keep it going and keep it going. It's like, oh... You, you're eventually going to taint it. I think the movie only is going to serve as a way to like wrap up some of these questions people have because Jesse Pinkman is a literal question mark in that universe, and it's mm-hmm. unfair to that character to be left as a question yeah. mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 of course, you look at it, and it's Walter White Cranston's story, ultimately, so his story completes, and that's all that should matter. But... <laughs> well, it, it's... Like, hopefully, we'll be a really good addendum, and won't take away from what was man they got me though skinny pete right out the gate i was yeah. like fuck yeah well uh, okay so then yeah like saying that again with the mcu it's like uh going like looking at something else you know uh, uh dragon ball you know dragon ball has an ending even though super is is doing this thing but like you the original manga run of dragon ball started when he was a kid and it ends with boo saga right yep eventually like he's like yeah i'm done I'm not drawing any more Dragon Ball. People are like, you got him. He goes, no, I don't. <laughs> I got enough money. <laughs> it's like, I, quite literally, I made a big pink blob that couldn't be beaten. He's right there. Yeah, and made him turn stuff into candy. I literally can't think of anything else to have Boo these hungry. Boo like candy. But I mean, like, just like there's a beginning, and there's an end. You know, I'm not saying that like, you know, hey, you know, like whatever they do could be awesome and would just, you know, this could uh, the whole Infinity Saga could just be part one of a much bigger thing. It's like, but it won't be because you have so many characters and so many actors who are leaving and their character arcs are done or dead or whatever. But like, it's absolutely finale for them. And you going forward, you're going to replace them with other people. There's in which that, that I mean, do that like that's comics. But. I mean, that's how they do it in the comics mm-hmm. to keep shit going. And, you know, <clears throat> it's what you do, I think, with the evolution of the characters. And Marvel has been so good about planning. They said way back when we were first starting this podcast, hey, by the way, here's our plan for the next five years. No company had ever done that before. I'm going to tell you what we're about to do. And they, for the most part, took us on exactly that ride. I think there was only like, what? The Inhumans movie never gets made. It becomes a TV series, and it's not quite on par at all. Mm-hmm. 
But everything else that they announced way back then, they said they were going to do, they did. So now when you see what they're doing with D23's announcements, San Diego Comic-Con announcements, the Disney Plus shows are insane. Okay, okay. So all these all these things that, that make up Phase 4 so far. <clears throat> do you think, because here's the thing, you know, following along with all these movies, and it's like now you have, like, are... Are you gonna are you gonna be required to follow along in a story every single one of these TV shows? I don't think you'll be required to. I think that this, the 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 deeper storytelling, the more impactful, meaningful stuff will be in those. You know, I was actually talking about this last week too with Tyler a little bit. It's that like I really think that they're gonna stick with a six episode format. That's it. Each season of every show on Disney Plus for Marvel is only gonna be six episodes. You only need six hours. That's three movies worth of time. You can tell mm. really impactful stories. That's that's very 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 dense and has a lot of things going on, while also being self-contained. And like you said, if you never jump back in, you know, like you might not need to see She-Hulk to get to Shang Chi. Well, what I'm worried about is that is that you're going to overload it and basically make it seem like people have to do it, and then people will watch it and be like, "Well, this was shit." You know, it's almost like you're up here, and then you're just like, then you're pulling, you're you're pulling the chart down. It's like, it's like here it is, here's everything, and then people are like, holy shit! It's like oh, that one, 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 that one. Who's Moon Knight? <laughs> it's like, you know, it it, it 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 almost seems like it's too like too over like six episodes is like that's. Fine. The old argument that I always had, like, I'm not watching any of these damn... 13, 23 well, season episodes. 24 episodes, shit, like, no, I don't want to do that. There's way too many uh, episodes that don't matter. Uh, Filler. Yeah, it's way, way too many. It's like, it, it almost got to a point where 16 episodes were like, you're lucky you're taking a break, because I don't know if I can keep up with it. But I think six, if, the, if they do six, mm-hmm. it allows people to get in it, get out of it. If you know you're obviously not going to binge it because the way they're doing it is it's weekly. They're releasing things weekly, so <clears throat> I think it'll just be an event, and people are going to be talking about it. I don't think, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier when that drops, everyone's going to be talking about it. It's going to have so many cool things. They're going to tie into so many different things. It'll bleed into Black Widow. It'll make people be like, well, now I have questions that I want answered. Now I got to go see Black Widow. So is Falcon and Winter Soldier going to be all? Is it going to be post Endgame or? Prior. It's it's post Endgame and it brings back Zemo, okay, so right, he he's, Civil War. so he's gonna be having a more impactful role. But Anthony Mackie said that he's not actually going to be Captain America. Right. They'll never call him Captain America because that'd be a slap in the face to Chris Evans and that character. So he'll be the Falcon with Cap Shield and color scheme and uh, leadership role, but he'll still be the Falcon. Right. So I kind of really appreciate that, that they clarified. And, like, he is technically the new Captain America, but we're not going to call him Captain America because that's a little egregious. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember the name of the actor. Uh, Old, old actor. But, like, old Cap kind of reminded me of him at the very end of Endgame. And I can't remember who, like, I can't remember who I'm thinking of now. Damn. Like, like. Like like the moment I saw him, I didn't realize it was Chris Evans. I thought it was really that old actor. I'm like, wait, okay, he's playing. A- wait, that's Chris Evans. Hmm. 
They've done a lot to Chris Evans in these movies. They shrunk him and made him tiny. <laughs> and they made him super old. They froze him in the in a block of ice. They they also froze him in a block. Do you remember when his uh, first emergence in the MCU was through the Hulk movie? Hulk yeah. suicide scene. And like there was a block of ice that you just for a second saw Cap Shield and it was just like <sighs> that Hulk movie. Uh there are people that actually claim it's their favorite. I don't understand those kind of people. I, I don't know. I, I don't know one of those. I don't think I'm one of those people. I don't either. <laughs> it's depressing as shit, man. It's like, dude, like, as I said, like, it, it, it's all subjective. It's all opinion. That can be their movie for all I care But, But they're wrong. They wrong, though. They wrong. It's, here I am. I'm over here defending, like, things like Venom and Aquaman and stuff. And I'm like, that fucking Hulk movie, though. <laughs> It's it is it is a misstep. It is one of the few Marvel missteps. Uh, yeah, no. Well, and well, who made that movie? Uh, Universal. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that they should have just went with their guts and and hired Ruffalo from the jump, because he was their number two choice, and they went with Norton because he was more of a star power name. Well, I'm okay. So like in like in defense of them though, like what were they tr- they were trying to kickstart this thing and get it going? True. They had got Robert Downey. He was a name, but he was risky. You know, okay, it was a big hit. All right, then get Norton is a successful name at that point too. So oh, I mean, absolutely, I understand. Uh, what I, is that hitching your sails to that one? I get why they did it, but no, I agree with you. I mean, Ruffalo kills it. Yeah, I think that's it, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump out of here? I feel like we have a whole other podcast to do, by the way, folks. Mm -hmm. You're going to catch the second half of this conversation this Friday on the OG's episode. Yeah, we're we're in-capping this week. Yeah, the start and the end. I like that. That's uh, some sort of weird... You don't have to listen to this podcast to enjoy the next podcast, but if you do, you'll understand. You'll you'll appreciate the small nuances. <laughs> yes, you are. We don't even know what they're gonna be yet, no, but I'm sure they'll be all. there. All right, man. Well, folks, as always, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, Castbox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Go to Patreon.com/backslash Journey into Comics. Give us a buck. We don't give a fuck. That's our new <laughs> slogan, I guess. It's really funny. It makes me laugh, so I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Brando, thanks so much for joining me, dude. Absolutely. It was an absolute blast. Yeah, dude, we, any, like, like any time. We totally ripped. Next time you come on, I want to talk only about The Walking Dead, which is going to force you to catch up. Okay. Sorry. I'm so, I wasn't going to make you do that this week, Wait, though. Wait, like, like, Are you going to make me watch The, the show. Thing? Not the show, not the show. Okay, okay. The show is a no. Okay. I'm talking comics only. Okay. Because it's coming on the Netflix, and I might actually watch it out of sheer curiosity because it won't it won't cost me anything. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Because there's some stuff that I've seen. Like it, it, It's like wrestling. <clears throat> it's like, I read. Oh, okay. Oh, what? Oh, okay. And then I might see clips. Oh, that was cool. But, yeah. Oh, that's how they did that. Okay. But other than that, it's like, yeah, I have no desire to go out of my way to get cable to watch this. I think I'm two seasons behind now. I don't think I've seen eight or nine. What's the last season with Carl? Was that eight? That that was eight. That was uh. That was eight. Yeah, yeah. But, well, because that was the end of All Out War. Mm-hmm. And then they did nine all the way through, and then like, Andy Lincoln was in like six episodes, not even. I can't remember how many he did. Damn, I'm gonna have to watch that at some point. I mean, some of the stuff they did was really cool. 
But then it's like, but why they, are you doing this? What? Brent, how can you? I mean, this is for a whole other podcast because we're going to tangent into this and I want to do this. But, like, listen to me. How can you tell that story on film in any form and not even entertain the Negan Carl storyline? It would have been okay. television gold. Here's the thing. When it <clears throat> comes to the story that they told for season eight, Carl's death with Rick and Negan, it works. Okay. I don't want to say I like it, but it works. It does create a tension. It creates a tension, and it creates something that binds those characters, because then that could carry forward. But then Andy leaves. And they're like, well, we're not going to kill him. So that pretty much negates that going forward. The only thing it doesn't do is take away from uh, Negan's connection to Judith. Hmm. Um, now, there's something I did see from a trailer coming up on the, on the next season. Negan has earned trust, and he's no longer locked up, right? And they are getting ready to go to war and fight, right? Whisperers. So you have uh, Father Gabriel uh, trying, like, uh, he's arguing with Aaron. Aaron doesn't want to take Negan, right? Well, I mean, and Negan doesn't want to go. He's 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 like, if it's all the same to you, I'd rather just stay here and pick strawberries. He goes, and fa- Father Gabriel's like, no, you can fight. You need fighters. Peanut butter, meat jelly. <laughs> you know? And then you see Negan, like, because uh, Aaron lost his lost his arm, right? Okay. Kind of like Rick did. Okay. Like, I guess that happened in that season. But, like, sure. uh, he's got, like, a ball. He's, he's got, like, a mace with, like, he goes, it's pretty badass what <laughs> you did your hand there. <laughs> Jesus. But it's just like, okay. I, I, <clears throat> there's some things in there that I want to see, but then there's like, I don't want to go through the motions. Yeah, it it just that eighth season was like this is mixed. I'm loving it, and then I'm not. And when we got to the end, I'm like, all right, it ended sort of the way it should have. I'm happy with it totally. And then going forward, it's like, hey guys, guess what? Spoiler alert: Andy's leaking. Er, <laughs> Andy Lincoln is leaving. Andy is Lincoln. <laughs> Andy's Lincoln. <laughs> and it's like, oh, like, you're not even going to, like, kill him off? No, he's just going to leave. He's bored with it. Like, oh. He well, signed a nine-picture deal. Okay. But we're going to make some movies. Okay, so what's going to happen? Okay, so he leaves, and what happens to the show? We're going to flash forward six years. What? This is confusing. Yeah, Michonne now has a baby named Rick Jr. <laughs> well, okay, he's actually six. But it's like... What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, hey, and Maggie? Well, she signed off to do another another show, so she's going to move on to some other place with little with little uh, little Herschel, and we're never going to see her. Oh, and then guess who's going to be the leader of, like, of the hilltop? Jesus. Hell Yeah. Guess who dies in the mid-season finale? Jesus. Jesus. Hell no. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and it's like, all right. Well, guess what happens near the on the second to last episode of the series or of the season? Heads on pikes. Cool. Oh shit. Guess who they kill? The next leader of the fucking hell top. Like, oh who's, who's gonna lead these people? 
Don't go to Hilltop. And whatever you do, don't, don't let them become the leader. Don't become the leader. You have a very short lifespan. Oh, my God. I'm my like, name is Gregory. Let me sign off. Uh, uh, nope. Nope. Gregory gets hung. Nope. Just so you can remember. Maggie, I'm going to go off. Maggie? Jesus. Whatever's good. Dead. Like, Stay away. <laughs> they didn't even kill. They didn't even like do like a beta story with Jesus. No. That's a bummer. No, Beta's been doing stuff with uh, with Daryl. Um, Dumb. I'm so fucking over Daryl Dixon also. Well, guess who's leaving next season? Thank the fucking Lord. No, not him. Oh, Jesus. No, not him either. <laughs> <laughs> he left last year. <laughs> you got me there. He's shown. Uh, I, oh, I knew that. Didn't I, Gararia? Yeah, yeah, but, the, yeah, this is her last season. Well, she's getting that Marvel money now. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Oh, just... Come on, Nakoya. This is no place to die. No, but it is for you, motherfucker. <laughs> so the first Walking Dead movie with Rick is going to theaters. I don't think it's going to do well at all. And I, that, that, that's before I've seen anything. I, I don't think it's going to do well because the series isn't like at its apex. Like They did the series so wrong, dude. They did it so dirty. And, okay. They're really trying. They're really trying to do something with what they've got. And do something original while keeping it so much here, so much there. Sure. And it's like, uh, I think Angela Kang. It's like, hey, you guys are trying to do some cool stuff. Awesome. I don't know if I'm in, if I'm on board. Not not because I don't appreciate it, but because I'm just like, I just don't know if I care anymore. It's and I think that loyal comic fans. It's hard to be loyal to this story when one of the only reasons they haven't told the comic story is to throw off us fans. You know, because it's like some artistic decision, sure. I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that in the TV show, Rick never lost his hand. No. Right? And that was because what? Green screen costs more money. They didn't want to do all that. But plus, they it, But then they did it with Aaron, and then Aaron grew his hair out, and then a beard, and he looked exactly like Rick Grimes from the from the comic book. It was, it was really eerie when I saw a picture of him. I'm Weird. Like, like that's kind of cool. It's like a direct, like, wink. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, not a direct wink. Like what they uh, they what was really cool is that I want to say it was for Rick's last episode. Um, he was hallucinating because he was near death. He was he's like bleeding out because they stole the fucking Last of Us scene. Oh no! I'm calling them out on this. Oh damn! I like how we ended the show like 20 minutes ago, but we're still going. Fucking a. Typical JIC fashion. Last thing we're gonna talk about. Okay. Sure. Last thing. Sure. You you, you never played the like Last of Us. You never played it. I don't. I've, I've I don't know if I got to where you're talking about because I played the Last of Us, but I never beat it. Okay. So, like, you're in the college, and in the at the uh, University of Eastern Colorado, there's supposed to be this this uh, science facility where they are researching a cure. Uh, because Ellie's immune. Mm-hmm. You get there and everybody's gone. Ooh. Okay. Brutal. Then you find out that they went back to their uh, base of operations at a uh, something hospital in in uh, in uh, uh, Salt Lake City. As you're leaving, looters show up and they open fire on you. So then you're fighting them and whatnot, fighting your way out. 
as you get ready to go through a door, some guy comes in, grabs you, and attacks you, and you're pressing your button. Ah, no, you son of a bitch. But then, like, the railing you're on breaks, and you both fall, and Joel falls right into rebar. Goes right through his gut. Shit. Boom. And then she's freaking out. Oh, my God. And then he's laying, he's stuck, dude. So then what you you have, like, some guy's running after her, and you have to aim while the screen's, like, going in and out of blackness, like, like shooting. Because you're losing consciousness. Then she pulls you up, and then you have to slowly make your way out, almost losing consciousness. Same shit where you have to, like, aim and protect her. And it's like when Rick, he was on a horse, and the horse gets spooked, he ends up falling on rebar. Same kind of thing plays out. Well, he he hallucinates. Uh, Joel doesn't hallucinate. They never show this. But with Rick, they brought back Shane and Herschel. You know, it's really cool because that was one of the last. Interesting. That was one of the last things that he did before he died. Uh, yeah. Of, of the Scott act. Wilson. Scott Wilson. Yes. And it was. I want to say they were on. They were on the farm. And Herschel was telling him how proud he was of him or whatever. Damn. And it's like it. It's, it's like a really, really like I. I as I said, I didn't watch. I didn't watch this season. I didn't watch any of these episodes, <laughs> but I saw clips and stuff. I'm like, "That's cool." What are you doing? But they stole from Last of Us. I can't even believe it. I, I, the moment I saw it, I went, "Come on, man." Okay. Like rebar. Now, granted, it could happen. Yeah, but it happened to Last of Us first. I'm just <laughs> totally, saying. totally did. Uh, man. All right, Brando. We're ready to take this one home? Yeah, we are. Okay. For realsies. Okay. Well, for Journey into Comics 259, he didn't even get small in this one. I've been Nate. I've been Brando. And we will see you folks later. As always, pop your caps back, fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.